Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. And so he says here, Romans 5, 17, he says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Now, let's stop right there. What he's talking about here is by one man's offense. He's talking about the sin of Adam. He's talking about Adam, uh, who uh, Adam and Eve, who disobeyed uh, God in the garden. And uh, it says one man, by the way, just an aside here, because before sin, Adam and Eve, there were two people, but there was no... There was no separation the way that we know it today. They were one. They were joined together. You see, this is God's idea still today for marriage, you know, that two are one flesh, two are joined together. And um, the Bible actually uh, really kind of talks about uh, pre-sin, Adam and Eve. There they were one unit. You know, they're two uh, persons, but, but one unit. So he says by one man, which is Adam, which is Eve, which is the offense in the garden. He says by this one man, death reigned by one. Now you want to realize something very interesting here uh, where the Bible says death reigned. Death is not just talking about uh, physical death. No, death is talking about any kind of uh, anything that's not life, you know, like that can be uh, depression, that can be lack, that can be sickness. Uh, it includes uh, fear, you know, fear and anxiety. Uh, death reigned uh, by this one man, Adam, uh, and, and death is still reigning in many people's lives today who are not in Christ or who don't know who they are in Christ. But notice what he says. He says, much more. Type much more in the chat, friend. I want you to really catch this much more. <laughs> Much more, they which receive, notice the word receive, if you have your Bible, underline receive, they which receive the abundance of grace, the abundance of grace, there's no grace shortage, friend. Somebody's watching right now and you think, well, Alex, you don't know what I did. Alex, you don't know what my background looks like, friend. There is an abundance of grace. There's no grace shortage, you see. I want you to understand, no matter who you are, no matter the story that the enemy wants you to believe, well, Alex, it's been too long. Alex, I made too many mistakes. Alex, uh, <laughs> I'm too much of this. I'm too much of that. Alex, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm just not worthy. I just can't do it. No matter what the story is, I want you to hear this right now. I want you to understand that the finished works of Jesus Christ will always be greater than your mistakes. The finished works of Jesus Christ will always be greater than your limitations. Glory be to God. The finished works of Jesus Christ will always be greater than whatever the story is that the enemy wants you to buy into. You see? And so there's an abundance of grace. There's an abundance of favor, he says here. And notice what comes with the abundance of grace. He says, they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness, friends, that's your new identity. Your identity is that you have been made righteous in Christ. It's a gift. And he says, they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, he says, they shall reign in life by one 
Jesus Christ. And so you and I, friends, we are called to reign in life. I want you to hear that this morning, that you as a believer, you are called to reign. Alex, what does it mean to reign? It means that you are to have good success, glory to God. It means that you are to be the head and not the tail. It means that you are to walk in the blessing and in the provisions of a God in every area of your life. Now, here's the key. The only way that you're going to be able to receive this The only way that we can receive this is if we understand the gift of righteousness. You see, one thing that really keeps many believers, I find, from uh, operating in the blessing of God is, is that we don't understand who we are. Is we don't understand who we are. We don't understand that Jesus, man, Jesus gave us a new nature. Jesus gave us a new identity. You know, it's not just, man, I believe on Jesus and and I'm still the same person. No, the Bible says you're a new creation. The old is gone, he says. The new has come. And now uh, look at Romans chapter, or actually I'm going to read all of these verses here. Let's just go through it here verse by verse. So verse 18 says, Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon, upon all men to condemnation. And so as a result of what, what, what happened in the garden, that, that first sin that happened, well, what happened was that all of mankind would inherit this fallen nature. You see, what really happened in the garden when Adam and Eve sinned was that they separated themselves spiritually from God. And so there was a nature of, of, of spiritual darkness that came in. There was a nature of separation and condemnation that came in. It was like a veil of condemnation that would keep people from, from really knowing God and having this intimate fellowship with God. And so he says, even so, by the righteousness of one, that's Jesus, the free gift came upon, upon all men to justification of life. Now, verse 19 says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Stop right there. Many were made sinners. You know, it's interesting that most people probably tend to think, well, Alex, um, you say, well, you know, what makes me a sinner is, is the fact that I sin. <laughs> but here's what I want you to understand. The Bible says it was through the, the sin of Adam that many were made sinners. You see, because you want to understand to be made a sinner means that it had nothing specifically to do with what you did. It was something that you and I were born into. We were born into this fallen nature. And so to be made a sinner means that a person, uh, you know, that, that here, here's, here's what you understand, that sinner is 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 the root, that this, the, the sin nature is the root, the fruit that that produces is sin action. And so what makes a person a sinner is not the fact that they sin. What makes a person a sinner is is the fact that they were born into this fallen condition, you see. And notice, however, the next uh, part of this verse, he says, so by the obedience of one Jesus shall many be made righteous. And here's what I want you to catch. And I really, really hope that you're that you're that you're picking this up here this morning is that you did nothing to make yourself a sinner. I did nothing to make myself a sinner. We were born that way. But watch this now. In the same way, you did nothing to make yourself righteous. I did nothing to make myself righteous. We were born again that way. (laughs) Is he? And so here's what I want you to understand. That righteousness has nothing to do with your actions. That you, you are righteous simply as a result of you being in Christ. 
And so here's what you want to see, because a lot of us realize, well, Alex, I still miss it in many areas of my life. Alex, there's still some some sin going on in my life. And so if you're not careful what you're going to do and what the enemy is going to do is he's going to try to get you to identify with your actions. He's going to try to get you to identify with sin action. And you're going to go around and say, well, Alex, man, I'm just nothing but a sinner. But hold on. Hold on. We just read here, the Bible said that you have been given the gift of righteousness. So who are you? So if you're in Christ, who are you? You see, the Bible says you've you've been given the gift of righteousness. And also he says you were made righteous. You you didn't you had nothing to do with that. In fact, Second uh, Corinthians says, Second uh, Corinthians chapter uh, five, verse 21 says, for, for he, God, hath made him Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in him. Friend, you and I, we were made righteous. And so what I want you to say out loud right now, I want you to say I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You got to receive the gift of righteousness. Why? Because that's going to be the foundation for you to reign in life. That's going to be the foundation uh, for you to operate in strong faith when you understand who you are in Christ. Now, Now, how does this work? Alex, how can I be righteous, even though I did nothing to uh, to make myself righteous. Look at uh, the next uh, chapter, Romans chapter 6, uh, and uh, he says here in verse 3, he says, Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. When you were baptized into Christ. Now, what does it mean to... Um, to be baptized into Christ. Uh, this is talking about being born again. You see, there's really three different baptisms that uh, the Bible uh, speaks of. There's to be baptized into Christ or into the body of Christ. That's when you get born again. There's to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's when you're, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit uh, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's really when, you, when, when, the, when the power of, of the Holy Spirit in your life is supercharged, man. When you start operating in, in the grace gift of tongues, man, you know, you start praying in your heavenly prayer language, uh, it's going to elevate you to a whole new level in your walk with Jesus. But, but so that's the second baptism. The third baptism is, is water baptism. And of course, water baptism is just symbolic. Uh, you know, there's nothing spiritual or supernatural that takes place. It's just you, uh, kind of, um, you know, it's kind of, it's it's a it's a symbolic um, representation of what happened to you when you were baptized into Christ, when you were born again. And so, Paul here in Romans six is very important, friends, to understand. He's talking about a spiritual reality. He's talking about a spiritual reality. It is so important for us to get a hold of spiritual reality. You know, because. There's, there's, um, you know, when you got born again, uh, the Bible says you were made a new creation. Well, friends, let me ask you this. Which part of you was made new? You see, the Bible says you're a new creation in Christ. But uh, let me ask you this. Did your body change when you got born again? Well, no, it didn't. <laughs> you still got the same body, right? Still got the same hair color, uh, complexion, whatever it is. Uh, your gender still stayed the same. Everything's still the same. Amen. So your body didn't change. So did your, did, your, did your soul change? Did your thinking change? Well, not necessarily. You see, because here's the issue. 
that a lot of us, we get born again, but our thinking remains the same. We still got those same thought patterns going on. We still got that same mental, emotional conditioning going on, you see? And so what part of us was made new, a new creation, what's the only part of us that can actually be baptized? And to be baptized, by the way, means to be immersed, to be immersed into Christ. Well, friends, he's talking about your spirit, you see? Because what you are is you are a spirit. John uh, says, uh, John chapter four says, God is a spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hebrews says in uh, chapter 12, I believe, verse nine, he says that God is the father of spirits. He's the father, not of your flesh. He's the father of your spirit. And so you and I, what we are, we are spirits. We possess a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. We live in a physical body. Now, you want to catch a hold of this now that even though your spirit is unseen, it's beyond what you can feel in your emotions, man. It is very, very real. I want you to catch a hold here today of the reality of the spiritual world, the spiritual realm. And here's what happened. And this is your identity. The moment you said yes to Jesus, and it could have happened in a church service, you know, there was an altar call, maybe you raised your hand, you prayed a prayer, you were sincere in your heart, and you're like, man, Alex, well, you know, now what happened? Not much really happened. Well, friend, I want you to understand, you have no idea how much happened that moment, okay? Because the very moment you say yes to Jesus, whenever that was for you, what happened was in your spirit, you were baptized into Christ, glory to God. In your spirit, God took you and he put you into Christ. Now, with that in mind, with that in mind, I want you to look at the next verse. Glory be to God. And I want you to really catch a hold of this, man. I want you to really, really catch a hold of this. He said here in verse 3, we were baptized into Jesus. Amen. Verse 4, he says, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. We were buried with him by baptism into death. Let me ask you a question. Were you physically buried with Jesus? No. No, you weren't physically buried with him. So he's talking about your spirit, you see, in your spirit. I'm I'm actually going to switch over to the NLT. I'm going to read this in the NLT. Uh, Verse 3 says, Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ in baptism, we joined him in his his death? That's when you got born again. Like I said, you were immersed into Christ. Verse 4 says, For we died catch a hold of this because a lot of people, you know, read this over and you might think, man, Alex, that's just a metaphor or he's talking, uh, you know, figuratively, no friend. Paul is talking about a spiritual reality. He says, for we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the father, now we also may live new lives. And so in your spirit, you died with him. In my spirit, I died with Christ. What does that mean? Here's what this means, friend. Glory be to God. It means the old identity died with him. The old person who you used to be, glory to God, died with him. There might have been a person uh, uh, in, in you, you know, an old identity who had some issues going on. You know, you were in bondage to sin. You were in bondage to an addiction. Uh, you were in bondage to a bad temper. Glory to God. I want you to understand that old nature, that old man, that old self, that old identity uh, died with Christ. Uh, that old identity 
body uh, was crucified with Christ. Glory to God. And so what happened was he said, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, you and I were raised with him. Ephesians talks about how we are seated with him in the heavenly places, friends. Uh, that is a spiritual reality. In your born-again spirit, you are seated with him in the heavenly places. Alex, what does that mean? I want you to understand uh, that is talking about a position of authority. That is talking about a position uh, where you have been uh, placed in Christ uh, so that you can reign in Christ over, over sickness. You can reign in Christ over, over lack. You can reign in Christ over depression. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus, I want you to understand uh, that none of the forces of the enemy have a chance against you when you understand who you are in Christ. Now, here's the key. This is not you and your own self, because remember, remember, index card notebook. You know, the little index card all, all on, its, on, on its own, man, doesn't stand a chance. Index card doesn't stand a chance against Satan, doesn't stand a chance against sickness, all of that stuff. Okay, that's why it used to rain. But the moment you're in the, in the notebook, all that God sees is the notebook. And do you know what? Here's something the enemy doesn't want you to understand. All that Satan sees, because I want you to know you have a, a, a real spiritual enemy. There's, there's demonic forces that come against us. The Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Amen. And so all they see is, they don't see you in yourself, friend. The enemy doesn't see you in yourself. He sees you in Christ. But here's the thing. If you don't know this, if you don't understand your identity, if you think, well, Alex, I'm no, I'm no good. Alex, I'm not worthy. I'm just a no good sinner. Alex, I, I have no power. I have no authority. Well, then it's like, you know, it's like a person who's got a million dollar, dollars in the, in a bank account somewhere, but you're, you're, you're living under a bridge. You're homeless because you don't know what you've got. <laughs> You still got it. The money is yours, but you don't know it. So it's not doing you any good. And so in the same way, if you don't understand index card notebook, if you don't understand who you are in Christ, man, that's why the Bible says the enemy marches around as a roaring lion. Remember the word as he's not a roaring lion, friends. <laughs> Glory to God. He's, he, he pretends to be a roaring lion. You see, and he's going to, he seeks who he can devour. Well, he can devour the person who does not understand index card notebook, the person who has no idea who they are in Christ. You see, but the moment you get a hold of this friend, I want you to understand there's some demons trembling right now. Why? Because you are understanding the influence, the authority that was given to you as the body of Christ. Everybody say, I'm in Christ. Type it into the chat. I'm in Christ. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because it's not you and yourself. There's no room for boastfulness or pridefulness because in my own self, man, I don't stand a chance. We don't stand a chance. But glory to God. God put us in Christ. In the spirit, God put us in Christ. Look at the next verse uh, in the NLT, Romans 6, 5. He says, since we have been united with him, you and I, we were united with Jesus in his death we will also be raised to life as he was. Now, will be raised to life as he was is talking about the physical resurrection. That's when you and I will have our glorified body, our, our glorified body in the new heaven and in the new earth. Amen. But here's what you want to understand is, is this paradox that in the spirit it's already done. Is that paradox of, of now, not yet. 
uh, amen, in your spirit. You've already been raised. The, the, the Ephesians says, man, we're seated in heavenly places. We were raised with him already in the spirit. And now the way this works is that as you get a hold of what's happened to you in the spirit, man, gradually all of that can take place in the natural. I'm going to read you Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. I want you to have the scripture so you kind of know what I'm saying here. Uh, he says in, in Ephesians 2, verse 6, he says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Notice the, uh, if you don't understand this truth about the spirit and the physical uh, manifestation, then you're going to say, well, Alex, the Bible contradicts itself. He says, for he raised us from the dead, past tense. He's already done it. Well, in Romans says, he says, we will be raised uh, to life. And so in your spirit, it's already done. That's why we talk about the finished works of Jesus Christ. In my born again spirit, I'm already raised. I'm already seated with him in, in heavenly places. Now, one day, there's going to come a day where you and I, we're going to be raised uh, to, to eternal life in the sense where we get our glorified bodies Amen. But in the spirit, it's already done. And notice verse six. We know, he says, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. And so here's what I want you to catch, friend, your identity in Christ. Index card notebook. God puts you in Christ. All that God sees when he looks at you is Christ. Man, that's a radical statement. But think of it. We are the body of Christ. Amen. Now, if you think about a body, um, you know, is, is the hand any less Alex than, you know, the head? <laughs> you know, you look at your own body, you look at your hand and, and you say, man, is, is this hand part of my body? Is, is this still part of who me, <laughs> the physical me? Right. And so a body is one. And so you as the body of Christ me as the body of Christ, we've been united to Jesus. Our identity is completely found in Jesus. And so here's what we got to renew our mind to is, you know, First John says, as he is, so are we in this world. And so you want to find your identity in him. You want to find your identity in the finished work of the cross. And it's a daily thing where you got to renew your mind. And as you do, the Holy Spirit, of course, is going to make this real to you, but we got to get to the point, friends, where I'm not going to be, uh, you know, playing the enemy's game where I'm looking at my past and say, Alex, I made too many mistakes. Look at my past. Well, guess what? We all make mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes, but you know what? The finished works of Jesus Christ are greater. My identity is not my past. My identity is not my mistakes. My identity is not in anything that I do. My identity is found in Christ. My identity is found in Christ. Type in the chat, my identity is found in Christ. Amen. And so how do we walk walk this out very, um, very practically? Well, friends, comes back to what we always talk about, relationship. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you of who you are in Christ. The Holy Spirit is always going to remind you of who he's made you to be. Romans chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse, uh, verse 16 says, For his spirit joins with our spirit. Notice there's the joining part again. He says, His spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. The Holy Spirit is always going to remind you of who you are in Christ. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace. Now, to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now, I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.